I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey with throwing out the script. We don't charge a That was a bit of a, cool, cool, cool. A, an orgasmic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you really felt that one. <laughs> Not as orgasmic as this. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, only, only, I'm doing this only because last time we did this last year, I had a beer. And I was like, you know what? I've got some beers in the fridge. <laughs> you know, there was a part of me that was kind of hoping it was a can, just because I don't know if you've listened to the um, Entourage rewatch podcast victory they they, no. do this, they used to do this thing where they would open their like a, a, pot, a can of guinness call it irish crickets irish crickets <laughs> irish crickets <laughs> i like that it's, it's good it's good all right everyone so this, this is, is a, a hang on this is a brew dog brew dog my, my brother in christ if i have two of these <laughs> i'm dying Fifteen point three percent. My God, this is a stout beer. Fifteen point three percent. My brother in Christ. <laughs> I have two of these bad boys, Brewdog. Why? Teenage <laughs> kicks. If you drink this when you're when you're if you're a teenager, you you you're, you're not waking up the next it's day, bro. Yeah, death. it's over. It's over. <laughs> go go home. It's it's over. It's it's ogre. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the the sentiment for this. You know, we're we're in the middle of December. The twenty twenty two is basically over. So that's yeah. that segue. <laughs> <laughs> There's that segue. <laughs> we have to talk about. We have to talk like it's middle of December, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's close oh, enough. That, that last episode. What a hoot! I definitely remember <laughs> recording that one. <laughs> I mean, 
people, we're talking about all, talking about all episodes. Like, we made some predictions for this year. We did, and uh, so you know we got we got some stuff right, and we got, we got some, some stuff, stuff very wrong. very wrong, <laughs> very very wrong. Oh, so very wrong. It was nice to hear him like hear twenty seven year old me, and just mm -hmm. be like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Like shut up! Stop talking! Shut up! <laughs> this episode will be thirty minutes if you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes, uh, as Sebastian just said, uh, last year we did a sort of a twenty twenty two wrapped up, as well as a sort of no, well twenty twenty one wrapped up, and then we mm -hmm. did a uh, expectations for twenty twenty two in terms of yeah. TV movies games as well and, and stuff, ourselves yeah. and we mm -hmm. thought it would be a uh, an interesting episode as we sign off on 2022 to sort of look back at that and just go oh wow <laughs> <laughs> well this is kind of like a combination episode where we're looking at you know what we got right in our predictions what we got wrong but also like looking back at 22 2022 as a whole you know our favorite movies our favorite New, brand new TV show, like our recurring shows. Oh God, oh God! Oh. What? Jesus, you had an experience. That beer was a bad choice. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh I'm sure God. I'll come to love it in two more sips time. <laughs> I'll finish off the next bottle and I'll be like, "Where's the, where's the next one?" <laughs> it looked like Satan was trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he wasn't trying to escape. He was he was trying to stay in and just be like, No, you you brought me here, fucker, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> My body won't get rid of him. Now he's living here, rent free. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Sorry, I interrupted okay. you. So yes, um uh and we kinda wanna also sort of suggest no not suggest, but say what we like what we did like about this year. For sure. Yeah, because yeah, I got some I got some I've got some stiff that I I, I also liked. watched watched some stuff that I liked. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean, what, what do you what do you want to what do you want to kick things off with? You want to start off with we um, got right? We got wrong in the movie to favorites or? I just want to hear what your decision is about what you got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's we'll, okay. We'll we'll kick it off there. Let's let's get this negativity <laughs> out the fucking door. <laughs> So if you if you listen to our looking at looking forward to 2022 episode, one of the things that I was I was very much excited for that I was very much like, yes, this is going to be so dope. Was the movie The Flash. Oh, I thought holy, you were going to do your overall movie. <laughs> no, holy shit. I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> not only did that movie not come out this year. <laughs> No one wants it. <laughs> there was no way in hell I could have predicted the shit show that would have followed this fucking movie. Like, all the stuff with Ezra Miller, everything going on with Warner Discovery, the pushing back, and not being able to even afford getting the fucking movie out. And it's just... I couldn't have been more wrong. Yes, like, I was... Don't get me wrong. Lightyear wasn't the best movie, but it actually came out. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. But it came out. It did. <laughs> the fucking Flash didn't even exist this year. 
No, it did not. I think Warner Bros. is happy that it's like taking a little bit of a back burner because there was a point around summer where... Mm-hmm. So like this time, if, if we sort of say this time last year, let's just keep it at that and sort of... Yeah. We, we ba- It basically was. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Ezra Miller was already doing stuff and I had, I had no clue. Like I, I listened to an episode and I was clueless. No, you, you did. You knew he had like some shit going down. Like you just didn't know the, the extent of. But there was a point this year where Ezra must have heard that podcast and just gone, hold my beer, fuckers. And he drank one <laughs> of these brew dogs and he just, he just flipped, bro. Man, he went off. Or they there, went off. There's, there's like, there, he went off. There, there is like, I don't even want to say if they're conspiracies or rumors because I'm inclined to think they're true. But like, there's like stories of cults stories of mm-hmm. like kidnapping he actually did break into a house and steal some booze which is what he's being like he's currently in court for facing charges yeah they were they were arrested a lot this but year I've, and like it I've, was i think the worst thing was was that whilst this was mm-hmm. all going on and they were fucking up warner bros yeah. was like maybe we can you know just like sneakily do some reshoots and no one will know fuck off did you just pay this man? Well, well, this person, sorry. I got it wrong. Ooh, I don't give a shit. Like, you only you only get that shit if you're, a, like, a decent, upstanding human being. Ezra Miller is not. So if I get their pronouns wrong, sue me. I don't give a fuck. Like, they're, they're a horrible person. Absolute horrible person. Like... Like, they should be going to jail. They should have not been paid for reshoots. And this Flashpoint movie, it shouldn't come out in my eyes now. Honestly, I agree. Like, it's, it's, it is, it is such a fucking shame that so many people who worked on this Mm. are, were essentially just told, you know. And it's also a shame that it was, it was testing at the time of shit going down. And apparently it was Mm -hmm. testing really well. Yeah. Like I had, I think I, I think I had a friend who saw it in a in a test screen, and was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, like you're gonna you're gonna want to see that movie, man." And you I know, like I, just, I feel sorry for good James Gunn. How can we do that now? I feel like James Gunn finally comes in. You know, he gets the big dog job, like, and probably one of the first things on his table is Flashpoint question mark. Yep. <laughs> It's like, hey, we have this good luck, James. Problem. I mean, I'm it's yours luck, now. Bro. Like, yeah, I, I, I love you. I, I loved the holiday special. It was great. It was heartwarming. Oh, I love that. It was great. Kept yeah, it was... like it's the freshest thing Marvel has done, um, in all of Phase Four in my mind. Um, definitely different, which but, is really nice. Damn, he's got a job on his hands for the DC job. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Holy so shit. that's what I got wrong. What did you get wrong? I got wrong my personal goal. <laughs> my fat ass literally sat here a year ago and said oh my short film's gonna get a BAFTA this short film's gonna be great wah 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 that movie bombed like a motherfucker <laughs> it was a great little movie I'm happy I did it it moved me mm-hmm. like it moved me like professionally well moved me professionally in Birmingham but like yeah. the movie itself like whether it was made, whether it wasn't made, like in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, doesn't really matter. And kind of, I'm in a point in my life where the things I do make do need to matter. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I spent a lot of money on that movie that I probably could have spent on, you know, maybe funding something else. 
putting yeah. p- like putting putting together like I met a lot of people because of that movie, but like I was I was very hyped for like I had I had better expectations of this movie. And I think we actually I, I think I've I actually handled it well in post production in terms of like mm-hmm. like I know some people think post production think editing, but like sort of the festival run. The movie's still in the festival run, but am mm-hmm. I motivated to put it into festivals that cost a lot of money? No. Not at all. No. Gotcha. Like not not when I've got another project coming out. And then that one's gonna win No. <laughs> I'm not doing it this yeah, time. Yeah. No, but actually I do just because you brought it up, I do want to mention it because it was li- listening back at that to that episode. I, your overall, the movie you were overall like ex- excited for was The Northman and the way you were passionately talking about Vikings. And then it's like I, you know how when you listen to something, and it's like holy crap! Did this dude just predict the future? Because <laughs> you 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 wrote a Viking short and it was produced and it's in post production, bro. Like holy yeah. shit! Like yeah. that's fucking insane. Me and, and I'm my like, guys watch the Northman. Nostradamus needs to chill <laughs> over here. <laughs> Me and the guys that made that movie that ultimately didn't do well in festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working on another project, which is a Viking project, and I like I kind of like I dick swung a little bit. I told these guys to watch the Northman. It's great. And, you know, um, I could write a Viking movie, and these mm-hmm. guys they hated Northman so much they were like. Okay, cool. Go write a Viking movie that's better than that one, and we'll do it. I was like, better than that? What would you mean, better than that one? They hated it. <laughs> but Jesus. if I want to talk about something I got right, well, actually, no. I just because I like the Northman doesn't mean it was the right pick. But let's move on to, um, sort of what I got right. I got a few things right, actually. Oh, do I need to talk talk about what I got wrong? No, I, I just did that. Sorry, yeah, this thirteen point five percent beer is mad whack i've had no half, I've had, yeah, no, I've had half of this what bottle you, what already and so what you get right bro what did i get right ah uh, it's a toss-up it's a toss-up i don't okay. know if better call soul or ba- batman i'm gonna go with batman you know batman because okay like i was i was ready for batman i was hyped for batman and mm-hmm. a few a few of my friends were skeptical they were like Ooh, you know could go hmm it could go left yeah. or right. Um, and I've got some friends that hate this movie beyond mm. beyond all recognition. Like, one of my friends said they were close to walking out of it. They've never been, like, they've never walked out of a movie before, but they considered it during Batman. Um, they just they just lick the shits off Christopher Nolan and the Dark Knight trilogy. They're not willing to sort yeah. of accept another Batman, especially one that's like a Gen Z emo when these... Mm. My mm-hmm. friend, these friends of mine, they're very much into sort of like the old school cinema. One of them is massive into Korean cinema. Um, and, he, you know, he's welcome to be into those kind of movies. I'm also into those movies when I am. But I think they're wrong about this movie. I think Batman was great. I even I even said, and I quote, I think this will be the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. I think it'll be up there with The Dark Knight. And a mm-hmm. lot of people will agree with me with that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. I think I, there's more people on my side than against mm-hmm. on this one. When there's a like, I I wanted to say my overall movie was the right pick, The Northman, but mm-hmm. ugh, a, like that movie bombed financially, 
Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like it. There's a lot more people vocal about not liking it. I think it's got a bit of a cult following. But I just want to mention one thing about The Northman. Mm -hmm. It was directed by Robert Eggers. And if you direct a movie like The Northman, and because of it, Marvel goes, maybe that's the direction we need to take for for the new Thor movie to get Chris Hemsworth back, then we'll do it. I'll be like, yes. That is exactly why we do indie movies. Well, some of us. We -hmm. do those indie movies so that Marvel, DC can see them and go, yo, we kind of need something like that. Maybe not as much, Mm -hmm. you know, arm cutting off and blood and the lickable bottom of Anya Taylor-Joy, but, you know, if Marvel wants to, you know, go that route, you know, that'll get me interested in phase, like, six or seven. She's not in Marvel yet, but she will be someday. At some point, yeah. (laughs) I will be there watching. (laughs) I did want to say, though, as far as um, Batman, I loved it. I think my only gripe with it, Hmm. it just felt long. It's pretty long, but that, again, that, that's really that's really the, old, the that's really Halloween, only thing. It's based off the long Halloween, bro. Like, <laughs> no, and and, and 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 I I get that. I thought Robert Pattinson was phenomenal. Like, yeah. I I didn't have high expectations or really low expectations. No for one I was like away. this was like sort just... of it was a good mid expectation movie. Like mm-hmm. you know, you expect DC to get at least you know one franchise right. <laughs> In yeah. a franch like in a franchise that is dying, and so yeah. if the if it's going to get anything right, you'd expect it to be the a Batman movie. And I liked I liked the very grounded approach to Batman. Like, yeah, he still had like a bunch of like tech stuff, but at the end of the day, like even his Batmobile was just basically a fucking a muscle car on steroids. There wasn't anything like crazy tech or or anything like that. One I of loved my it. Thing- I thought fucking Colin Farrell as the Penguin, really good too. That blew me away. One of the things my guys hate, like, they picked out was the Batmobile. I, I like, up until this point, I was listening. I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, you've got your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Maybe shut the fuck up a little bit. You don't have to, you know. Just because I like the movie doesn't mean you need to keep going in. Like, let me go in on some of the movies you like, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> like, then, <laughs> then you can tell me to shut up and, like, we'll sort of be at a stalemate. But they just kept going and then they picked out the Batmobile. I was like, you shut your whole mouth. That Batmobile is perfect. The fact, <laughs> like, that, you should, you should, you, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> that Batmobile, the reveal of that thing being like, mm-hmm. the, like, I, I've, I consider that reveal of Batman, the Batmobile, to be the reveal of Godzilla in the Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. to be the reveal of, Michael Myers in the new Halloween ends, which they kind of tried to do a sort of Anthony Hopkins Godzilla thing. He was only in it for like 18 minutes in like a three hour movie. I didn't watch it because I thought, is it Halloween kills was the one before it? Not this year, last year. It was so dog shit. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad the director still speaks well of it. Like I, I, you know, quote unquote, I got like, that was the movie I wanted. I was like, good. You stood, you know, that basically means studios tried to push back and you said, no, it's going to be this movie. I'm glad you did that. Mm-hmm. But, no. Bad movie. Like, this thing, like, this this vehicle was, like, <clears throat> revealed like a, a horror movie villain. The yeah. sound design behind it as well. Oh. Oh. 
But like the, one of their gripes was just like, oh, a, a, like just a ramp appears out of nowhere for this car. I was like, you know, there was like a 20 car pileup. Of course, there's going to be at some point a car that's going to angle to the point where yeah. a car like the Batmobile is going to be like, oh, a natural Zoom. ramp. There you go. And, and then, oh, man, <clears throat> just I, I loved it. it. Like it had the it felt like a Gotham. Like it, it, you know, it kind of it had the same vibe for me as like the Gotham in Joker, just mm-hmm. on ground level, a shithole. But yeah. there was like this sort of level that just like could look down. Mm-hmm. Like like every single time you were elevated in this Batman movie, you felt like you were in a position of like looking down on Gotham. Like you were you were better yeah. than the ground level. But oh my god, the fight scenes—it felt like Arkham Asylum. You felt those mm-hmm. punches. They had, like these guys. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on my friends, but like they shat on Batman. I, I, you know, I didn't stand up for myself, and I'm kind of doing so now. Um, they didn't like the hallway scene, mm. and I was, and I was like, because like apparently it was too dark, and like my my friend, like they work in TV and film, um, and they they had sort of like technical aspects they didn't like about that. I was like, yeah, like it was it was designed to be dark. Like it was Batman using his sort of his superpower darkness mm-hmm. and like the gunshots being like the only source of lighting. It was it aesthetically it like it nailed it for me. Yeah. Like there was, uh, and so I, I overall, I feel like I got the right, I picked the right choice. Yeah. That's it. A, I, lot, I of, agree a that. lot of comic book movies <clears throat> came out this year. A lot of them mm-hmm. forgettable. And I think yeah. the the Batman sort of paved the way for, and it's not one of those. It paved the way for a great year in comic movies for twenty twenty two, especially for DC. Yeah. They had they had Batman and Peacemaker this year. Yep, and then they fumbled the ball with Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, they did, didn't they? It did. They really fucking did. That was a movie I did not need. Fucking a. All right. Well. I'll... To, to put us back in a positive note, what I... No, I you like, ruined it now. I you think, mentioned Black Adam. <laughs> I, no, I feel like I was... I feel like I was pretty good... Like, this was the right pick. Like, this was the right... The best pick in terms of everything that I had. I had picked Kenobi. I you fucking did. loved Kenobi. I you, fucking loved Kenobi. Holy shit. That last duel between Vader and Kenobi and Vader saying, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Fuck me, that made the show for me. <laughs> the sound design on that, where it's like sort of it struggles between his Darth Vader voice and mm-hmm. and um, is it Anakin? I was about to say Luke. Yeah. Then I was about to get so many people like, "Well, yeah, you, you, you even a Star Wars fan?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's... like yeah, yeah uh, but s- same. That sort of you didn't kill Anakin. I did like. And even visually, the way they did it, where it was like you had the blue hue from Kenobi's lightsaber kind of on Anakin's face. And as soon as he finished the line, the his red hue just completely took over. Fuck yeah. me, dude. Yeah. Fuck me. Such a great visual. And then I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. At first, I kind of felt like kind of shoehorning Princess Leia into that was like, eh, you don't really... But, it worked, and the, the the actress, the kid who played Princess Leia, so good. 
She's yeah. so good. Yeah. And like the, the whole, the whole arc of the show. And then you get, you know, fucking Qui-Gon Jinn making an appearance at the end as a, as a force ghost. And you're like, holy shit. I was, I, yep, absolutely. That was the right pick. I was, I was so happy. Well, you could have you could have also gone with God of War. I know you've not played it yet, but well, that's why I didn't. There's, that's a, why I didn't there's say a lot of ten, there's a lot it. of ten out of tens for Ragnarok. Oh no, yeah, and and like, but again, the reason I didn't pick it was because I haven't played it yet. No, because I told you to play Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> good, it was such, such a good call, dude. It's so good. Yeah, it's so I, fucking I wanna good. Get, I want to get it on my PS5. Bro, it is such a beautiful fucking game. Oh, I need to apologize, by the way. So this time mm. last year, I told you I'd completed Spider-Man. I remember. I saw that. <laughs> so that was a lie. That was a bold-faced you know, lie. You know what I haven't done since you left? You know, when you come, you came over and you helped me play Spider-Man? Uh-huh. I haven't yeah, played, played it, bro. By the time I got back to playing games. No, well, here's... So I keep being told by people, like... You know, my dad keeps, like... We, we order food from Tesco, right? Mm-hmm. And like before I left for LA in September, I was like, I'd lost a bunch of weight. I was on the kale and spinach smoothies. Like I was going to the gym and shit. And I just like, th- there was a moment of clarity last week. I'd come home. Mm-hmm. I'd given myself a little bit of time off because I was ill. Because I was to come off post-production from West Flies the Raven. So I flew to LA in September. Mm-hmm. And then you came to the UK with me. And then I went mm-hmm. straight into pre-production for Raven, which then went yeah. straight into production of the Raven, which then went straight into post-production of the Raven. And in between that, I've been doing other projects. We've been trying to maintain the podcast. We've been failing to do that. We can't. We can't sit here and say that <laughs> we've been. <laughs> we're like we've been busy. We've been. You know. We've been doing yeah. life shit. You know. But then mm-hmm. you know. You got like I was ill. You were ill. You know. You were. I guess you were more ill than me. You had Rona. I just had. It, it, it finally got me. <laughs> it finally got you. It found me. Uh, I don't know how, but it found me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, I've just been sitting here. I was like, yo, like, I actually feel like I need Christmas this year. <laughs> I just want I just want a bit of time to, to play a bit of games. Like, there was a week, like, where I was, like, I was alone. But, like, again, I got a bunch of work done. I had stuff to do. I did that stuff. I just feel like since like only now, as we've entered de- December, have like kind of sit down at my computer every like on a like on a daily basis and go. All right, let's let's see what else needs doing. Up until this point, it's been crap. Let me let me do let me do this. Need to go to this. Need to go to this. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, whoa, fuck! It's December. Yes, yesterday my best friend was getting married. Like, <laughs> like my best mate got married, and a week later I flew to yeah. LA. And I feel like, like I said to my dad two weeks ago, my best mate was getting married. And, and, and my dad goes, "No, we didn't." And I, like, and then I sat him down and I talk, I, you know, talked about this, and I was like, "Fuck, even I need a beer after that." <laughs> <laughs> Because like he, he actually understood, like it it all yeah. made sense. There was days here and there where I wasn't doing anything, but because my life was so busy, those days mm-hmm. here and there, I spent just like sort of, it's going, 
Whoa. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, my my Christmas, like, I don't know if I need to make this a New Year's resolution, but definitely over Christmas. Mm-hmm. I need to finish the Guardians of the Galaxy game that I got last Christmas that I've been stuck in on, like, I've been stuck on the final mission since May. And I need to finish <laughs> Spider-Man. And actually, and like, when I do... Like the next time I come into the podcast and I tell you I finished Spider Man, I swear to God it'll be the truth. <laughs> no more bullshit. No more and, bullshit. And all I've got is the story missions. You literally came around my house and was like, "Let me just knock off all this other bullshit for you." You just looked at me as you're getting on the plane. And just goes, "It's just you've got like two missions left, bro. It's just like, just fucking do them." <laughs> Man, big man came round my house, <laughs> literally nailed 70% of the game and, and, and left me with two missions. My bitch ass couldn't do those. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Christ. Right. So, getting back to it, should we, do you want to do... um? Should you do TV stuff first and then end with movie, or do you want to do movie first and end with TV? Because TV's uh, two categories, obviously movie's just kind of one. I, I, can I add a category to yeah. movies? Favorite DC Marvel? Sure. Okay. Kind of, well, I mean... Kind of fits into so, our, our, our cauldron of shit we talk about on this podcast. Fair, fair. I, I guess... Obviously, just because you know we kind of talked about it extensively, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Batman. <laughs> so maybe not do de- favorite DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what I'm gonna pick. So I, um, I know what I'm gonna do. Um, okay. So yeah, I can do DC Marvel. Yeah, Let's, we're gonna we're right, gonna yeah. do it on the fly. We're gonna free ball on free balling for once. Let's 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 do it. All right. So I'm give me gonna, your. I'm just gonna do the initials of the thing I'm gonna choose. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So wait. Just so obviously DC or Marvel, but when we say DC Marvel, are we are we picking TV and movie? You can do a TV show. One? Okay. Cool. That's what I just want. You can wanted. pick, I, you I can pick a movie. Sure. You can pick a TV. It's D- that one's dealer's choice. Got you. All right. I'll tell you, all right, no, my, mine is a movie. Oh, do you want me to hit, hit, hit right now? Right, like... Yes, sir. Get, just, get my ball, just get my balls out, like, let them roam free. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Nice. I, I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, oh, well, you want to know why. And I'll, 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 fucking Sebastian, I'm going to tell you. The fucking music, <laughs> I, bro. Ludwig Göransson has I do want to pre- nailed... Oh, that. sorry. I I because of COVID and stuff, I didn't get to, I still have I haven't gotten to see it. When I was going to see it, I'm I it's when I was the reason why this is my favorite movie isn't because okay. of story or anything like that. Alright, cool. It's, actually, it's it's something so me it kinda hurts. Ludwig Garanson <laughs> does the music for mm-hmm. this movie. Now you know Ludwig. Okay. Oh Ludwig. Because I guess he's European. Mm-hmm. Does the opening music for Community? Motherfucker nice. just did Wakanda Forever. Wow. 
I, I think he's nailed this forgettable music curse that Marvel mm-hmm. has had. And I'd sort of said, why is that a thing when Marvel has the likes of Alan Silvestri did Endgame and Infinity War, I believe. And then in yeah. between that, like singular movies, you have the likes of Michael Giacchino. Why does Marvel have forgettable music? Mm-hmm. And I like they must have thought the same thing because if they didn't, they'd bought these, they'd bring these motherfuckers back. But they didn't. They bought Ludwig. And like the actual theme, you can go on to Spotify now. You can listen to it. It's called Wakanda Forever. It's at the end, of, like like it got all the like, the original music that Rihanna did. It was a great song. It's probably going to win the Oscar. Um, but like the actual composed pieces of music are at the bottom of the Wakanda Forever album. And the first track is Wakanda Forever. Holy shit, this piece of music. It, it like you'll be when you finally see this shit in cinemas, you'll you'll know when you hear it. Cause you'll just go, Whoa! That is that is a fucking beat, man. And like you like you hear it once at the start of the movie, and you don't hear it again till like a certain plot point. And then when that plot point hits, it's like it 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 keeps recurring. But it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like it has that sort of up vibe. They like they play it with just percussion instruments. They play it with just African traditional instruments. Then they play it with like synth and bass. And like anytime, anytime you hear this theme, you 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 hear it. You hear the theme. You don't hear what it's being mm-hmm. played on because the theme itself is so fucking powerful. And I'm tapping my fingers. Like I've seen this movie twice, and I remember seeing it yeah. the first time in the movie and just going. I saw it again with my dad recently because my dad loves seeing Marvel movies and it's a nice, it's good for me. Like I see it once and I've got my heart eye emojis on. I'm like, oh, Marvel cinema. And then I see it again. I'm like, this is actually bullshit, man. No, this time I was like, oh, I know what, I know what I'm going to get again. I'm going to get that theme, man. I'm like, mm, mm. I came home. Mm-hmm. I was playing games. I was waiting for my boy to jump on. And like, I don't, I don't listen to music when I play games, but I, I put my headphones on. And I was like, I, you know, this, my, right, my game right now is Call of Duty. I'm just shooting things. I was like, let me put some music on. I've played this thing on repeat. I was like, bam, you're dead, bruv. Bam, do one. Bam, fuck off. Bam, get fucked. And I'm listening to this piece of music and I was like, like I'm ready to go on game chat. But like, boys, you're getting done over someone listening to Wakanda forever right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and honest, on, honestly, I hope, I hope Lud- Lud- uh, Ludwig gets like more opportunity to do music mm-hmm. in the MCU. Cause holy shit. Yeah. Music, music alone has propelled Wakanda forever to be my favorite DC Marvel. And I'll probably be the only motherfucker you'll hear say that. <laughs> and I love, I love being that unique. Like that's the whole point. Like it's your choice. It's your mm-hmm. opinion. And it's my opinion. The yeah. music is so good in this movie. It's like the, best composed piece of music Marvel has ever had. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I in in thinking about like DC or Marvel for me, uh it my focus is really on the TV shows cuz like I as far as the movies, I I liked Multiverse of Madness wasn't you know, it was it was fun, I enjoyed it. <sighs> Fucking Love and Thunder, I I <laughs> did not like it it was just it was just not good i haven't seen wakanda forever yet but it was a toss-up for me between all the other shows that i liked them but 
I gotta go with Peacemaker. Nice. Huge Peacemaker show. was so good. It was so fucking funny. And it was it's probably one of the only shows where I would watch an episode and I wouldn't skip the opening credits. Yep. The open those that, opening credits. It, it was so fucking good. All the performances were phenomenal. John Cena was fucking hilarious. Vigilante, fuck me, dude. He is so funny. And it, it's just like, even like the it, fucking Viola Davis is still Amanda Waller in this universe, and I'm here for it. It's just, so fucking funny. It, are they trying to make her to be out like, the way I see Viola Davis as Amanda Waller now in the DC universe is like, uh, like the actor who plays M in like, in James Bond just I think so. change change the characters around her but just for whatever reason keep viola davis as amanda, as amanda waller nails, it, <laughs> nails it every time when she needs to be sort of like andre brower straight but funny from brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. she nails it i need a conversation between is it captain Howard? Ca- captain holt captain Cap- i need a conversation between captain holt and amanda waller just for no fucking reason. I need these two to, like, if I ever see these two in the same room, I'd be like, oi, Andre, Viola, get here now. Now. You're Amanda Waller. You're Holt. You like Marvel. You like DC. Talk. I Go. need that conversation. I need that conversation, man. It, I'd be creasing in seconds. Like, and like, even like the action was really good too. And, the ending of it I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Justice League shows up. He's giving them shit. And Aquaman's like, well, I hate that rumor. Help me fucking fish. The fish. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I think, I think yeah. Because like, Moon Knight was amazing. And I like and I, I loved Miss Marvel. But there was something... Peacemaker was just different. Moon Knight didn't have me, and you know this about me, Moon Knight didn't have me till the second to last episode. Up until the second to last episode, I was getting a little bit skeptical. I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Why why does Oscar Isaac have this horrible English accent? And then the second last episode hits, and he was like, give me a hug. Right? Bring it in. Oh, yeah. Like it, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely like a, a, a toss up for me. But yeah, again, Peacemaker was something, something different. Peacemaker was, was, was almost fresh. my favorite TV show. My like my favorite new show. Mm. It was. Mm. I almost I, I'm, like. I'm fucked on that one because I, I, I narrowing <laughs> that shit down has been, has been a bitch. But like mine, I just finished yesterday. Okay, well, since you know what, since we're since we're talking about it. Give me your favorite TV show of the year. My my new favorite TV show of the year, The Terminal List. Ooh, okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a it's based on a book written by Jack Carr. Um, it stars mm-hmm. Chris. It stars Chris Pratt. It's got Jai Courtney in it. It's got Taylor Kitchen in it. And like, so I've been playing Call of Duty, and I think yeah. since we've been doing the podcast, there's a few episodes where I've talked about like Warzone. I've talked about like sort of where Warzone is as a game, where Call of Duty mm-hmm. is as a game. But they recently brought out the new game, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. 2. Because we already have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. This is the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
this like this and i like these are the call of duty games i live for these are the ones i grew up with as a kid and i like i i grew up with modern warfare 2 like mm-hmm. even though if you haven't played it you've probably seen like tiktok videos where you watch ghost get portrayed by shepherd at the end of it and people love ghost and like yeah. it was this it was this huge thing like everyone was like no son of a bitch you 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 son of a bitch <laughs> and that was the worst cleveland impression ever Mom, if my mate ever listens to this he's probably gonna be like yo like we need to talk um <coughs> but this like this shit is like you're in like new york you're in the middle east and i think even in this one you're in like mexico and like it's like real real cities like it's it's close to home and like this is like the kind of like gun game i love and terminal list like you can just tell the guy who wrote this he properly did like he did some proper research and it's a combination of jack ryan jack reacher call of duty modern warfare tom clancy stuff i know jack ryan is tom clancy but like other 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 tom clancy Mm. and it's like and I, I know Chris Pratt is a gun-toting Republican, so, like, the role he plays is actually probably perfect for him to play. But, like, it's... He just nails this role, man. And, like, mm-hmm. it's got, like, sort of... Whilst it's still sort of, you know, oorah, Americans, like, you know, betray the Navy SEALs, the Navy SEALs gonna fight back, that kind of shit. Yeah. But, like, the mystery keeps evolving. You're like, shit, like... You know, I, th- I thought this list was just going to be like three, four names. You know, it was going to be companies. And then, boom, he adds like General So-and-so. And I was like, you mean this motherfucker is going to have to go to fucking Coronado and kill a fucking general in the US military? All right, cool. Let me see the next episode and see how that fucking goes down. But there's this moment. <laughs> there's this moment where he's hunting down like sort of, I think you see it in the trailer. He loses his wife and kids. And he hunts down the he hunts down the killer with like a group of friends. They're in Mexico. And like they just let him do it. Like they turn they turn around and it's like, here's the guy. And he takes him into he takes him into this warehouse. And he has like in the opening credits, you see these two axes on the wall. And I, I like first time I saw the opening credits, I said to my folks, he's gonna use them motherfuckers and it's gonna be fucking brutal. I wasn't joking. He sort of takes like sort of you know you got like the axe head. It's like a real sharp, like sort of almost like a hammer. One end picks yeah. out nails, one hand hammers them in. Kind of, it's the same thing with an axe. There's one that picks and there's one that chops. He mm. picks into this guy's intestines. And you like, and you think, oh, okay, we're not going to see it. No, you see Chris Pratt pull out this guy's intestines, big bloody sausage. He na- uses the axe, nails it to this wall, like up above him, and he says, walk. Oh, it is excruciating. It's gruesome, and even my mum sits there. It's like, yep, deserves it, because he killed this. He kills Chris Pratt's wife and kid, mm-hmm. and so he's like, and I'm like, yep, yep. Like usually, when this kind of shit happens, when like when Jack Ryan goes too far, when Jack Reacher goes too far, John James Bond, Jack Bauer, when they go too far, it's like, how do these motherfuckers get back? We've always seen them. Like, sort of be violent and be brutal, but like it's always like sort of with the essence of they're not going to go too far. They're always, they're mm-hmm. always going to, they're always, they're always going to leave stuff on the table. 
there's always part of the table that they're not going to reach to. But like the terminalist goes, fuck that. Chris mm-hmm. Pratt's going to break the fucking table. Chris Pratt's going to break the table, put it back together, not be happy with how he put it back together and break it again. And it was nice to it was nice to see a show like this sort of sort of like okay yeah we know this there's other similar shit let me show you why this show is going to be different and whether there's a second season or not I don't know I hope there is mm-hmm. because this season was so damn good but if there's not it will probably stand as one like it will be up there with the Watchmen as one of my favorite singular season TV TV series of all time limited series I think you call them. Nice. I hope there's another season though, because there's like, there's question marks at the end of the season. I was like, what? Okay. But it was also nice to see it solved as well. Like, you know, there was a moment in the last episode where I was like, please don't like be ambiguous in terms of like, it was him, but who hired them? Dum dum. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> no, all questions get answered, and I love those kind of shows. But it like so I know I said it, um, what did I say the Tumulus uh, Peacemaker and Tumulus, it could have easily been Jack Reacher. Mm, okay. But I I I can't really tell you why. Maybe because Tumulus is fresh in my mind. But maybe mm-hmm. if I watch Jack Reacher again, I'd probably change it because I love me some Fat Castle. <laughs> I know you do too. I know yes, you do. Sir. <laughs> but yeah uh terminalist uh if you haven't watched it go watch it uh if you're into that kind of stuff go watch it uh i know me and you have some friends who really aren't into that kind of stuff who will watch it anyway yep. and then not be a fan of it yep but oh, what's boy. yours okay. and you're not allowed to choose peacemaker and you're not allowed oh, to yeah, use no, jack reacher now because <laughs> <laughs> i've mentioned no <laughs> so this is the one I think I was struggling the most because like in terms of TV, I remember going into this year convincing myself to watch as much new TV as I could mm. just because like I, I, there was a lot of good very, new TV. Like I got into this very repetitive, like, you know, watching the same shows over and over again. And then like going back through and doing rewatches, which is fine every once in a while, but I was very focused on like, even even if they're new to me, you know, but yeah. for the sake of this list, there was so much new shit that came out this year. It blows my fucking mind. Yep. And narrowing it down was such a bitch. How many have you like, narrowed it down so to? Many... Two, three? No, no, no. I, 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 in in kind of like processing all of the shows in my head, I, I, I picked my favorite. Okay. But like, so the ones, the ones that stood out to me... For shows like you know Severance, um, Abbott Elementary, really uh, Pam and Tommy, which I thought was really good too. Um, this uh, Loot, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a show that Maya Rudolph's doing on Apple. No. Like the ba- basic premise of the show is that she's uh, she gets divorced from like her billionaire tech husband. She gets a stupid amount of money, and then she finds she realizes that she there's a charity fund under her name, so she starts working with them. And it's like her trying to do the right thing and be very, very charitable and kind of being like goofy about it and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that was, that was one of them. And then there's this other show on HBO Max called The, the Minx, which I thought was really good. It's, you know, no, set in the 70s. So 
Yeah, uh, that, that's got that anything set in seventies, eighties. That's that. That's you all over it. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's literally the only reason that I was even interested in watching it. I was like, it's set in the seventies. Jake Johnson's in it. Fuck it, I'll give it a shot. But Ooh. my favorite show of the year, my absolute favorite show of twenty twenty two, is The Bear. That's why I didn't pick it. I was the bear was up it was up there for me and I was like I think Seb's gonna pick this one and like and like if I'm gonna anticipate the oh we've picked the same thing so one of us has to change and you know what like how about I just change my answer now to like uh, I'm happy with the terminal list but like yeah mm. I'm I, I actually I'm annoyed I didn't remember Severance like I prided myself on picking. Mm-hmm shit that i could remember like i i, yeah. I didn't want to have to go to google and be like what came out this mm-hmm. year i'd be like yeah but if, if i have to remember it then clearly yeah you know at the time i feel like i'm gonna remember the terminal list I, i'm actually i'm annoyed myself that i didn't remember severance when i was doing this because yeah i like it severance is like i need that severance is really season. good i need it's that awesome. second season like Same. right the fuck now for real. The way that but first like, season ends, but like, yeah, um, the bear. I recently showed my mum the bear, and she, and she like, we got to episode six, and we had to stop for like a month before we watched episode seven. And if you watch the bear, you know you of the the curse He's, of episode seven. <laughs> I have I have never been. I can honestly say that I have never watched a TV show. And it stresses so you out. Fucking stressed. So <laughs> fucking stressed. So I I love cooking. I fucking I love cooking and I love watching cooking shows and I love watching cooking competitions and anything that has to do with the kitchen. There's just something about it that 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 I connect with and when I'm cooking it it calms me. Even if I seem like I'm kind of all over the place and I'm a little scatterbrained when I'm cooking, I'm actually calm and like mm. I'm focused and, and you know and it centers me. So watching this show and Jeremy Allen White, holy Fuck, his performance is phenomenal. Get this he... man so many more movies, TV. I know there was a recent interview where he said like he got mm-hmm. like A20, like four A24 projects yeah. on his desk like a week after yep. the bear aired. And I was like, mm-hmm. good. Accept them all and then yeah. do the bear season two. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, um, he's doing this new movie for A24. Uh, it's called Iron Claw. Yeah, and it's like a biopic on this wrestling family based out of Texas, and I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I'm very familiar with the family, and like, it is a very tragic story. Like, holy, it oh, is shit. very fucked, and like he, hearing him talk about it, he apparently he's gained forty pounds worth of muscle for this role, and I'm like, damn, what? dude, but like, but like he's he's so good in this show and like there's there's a frenetic energy to the way he performs especially in that the in that episode that's the whole episode's a fucking wonder yeah like there's there's a such a he nails the frenetic pace even when he seems like he's out of control he's fucking in control of the scene and like i cannot i i started watching this dude he um in shameless and i thought he was really good in shameless but him watching him going into the bear it's like he knew that this was the moment, that this was the opportunity, and he kicked that shit into overdrive. Like, yeah. It is so fucking good. All the all the performances of everyone else, fucking phenomenal. But this man, I have never seen an actor own a show the way that this fucking guy has, and I'm so happy for him, and yeah. I can't wait to see more. 
Like, yeah. I, I need another season. I need to be that stressed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Like, I, I just want to echo Sebastian here. If you haven't seen The Bear, like, in America, it's on Hulu. In everywhere else in the world, it's on Disney Plus. There's no, there's no reason not to see it. It's, it's so, it's so fucking good. It's, it's a few episodes. Like the time of each episode matches the sort of the crazy, the crazy pacing of the show. Like they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Some episodes are like twenty minutes. Some episodes are thirty minutes. The final episode is like forty-five minutes. It's crazy. Um, there's like there's it's like there's heartwarming moments. There's like. You know when the sh like when the show slows down to give something emotion, like it does so. But like oh, beyond that, it's like it's like it's, they they create the like the craziness of a kitchen through the mm -hmm. like through the pacing of like dialogue characterization, like the arc like the arcs of some of the characters. One of the it, it literally has for me one of the greatest character arcs in a TV show, and um. Is the role of T the role of Tina, mm -hmm. one of one of the chefs, someone that you yep. literally go, you someone you literally go from. I hope you get fired, to like, yo, like, yo, you like, I love you now. <laughs> like I right, like, she like the actor they got to play that role, fucking nailed it, man. From mm -hmm. like, and then uh, Sydney. Like I had no like, like I was like I was watching I was rewatching I was rewatching the bear like every, like one of those shows you need to rewatch twice, um yeah and the role of Sydney I was I was so interested by this actress because she's captivating every single moment she gets on screen and she's the new role of Jesse no uh, Missy she voices mm -hmm. Missy now in big in Big Mouth I'm like what the fuck like that's awesome and then you've got like you just know like they're taking this show to places because how else yep. do you get John McHale and John Barenthal without mm -hmm. telling them where the show is going to go? And you just yep. know there's going to be moments in, in, yeah. fur, in, in further seasons. Like there's sometimes where John McHale just gets a, like a, like a one frame flashback. It is one of mm -hmm. those shows that literally beats you. Like it will beat you if you're not watching like you look yep. away for a couple of seconds, you'll probably miss a, you'll probably miss like a flash cut of something. It's oh, like for the, sure. the way the way Jeremy Allen Wright like sort of calms himself down, like when he looks when he looks at a certain book, and it's like like you sort like you hear him breathe, and it's like a mm -hmm. like pictures of deliciously prepared food. It's like boom, 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 and like you can just feel like a shift in the tempo. I was like, yep, how the fuck do you do that so clean man yeah like yeah. it was it was such a good show and then the guy who plays um cousin <laughs> even though he's mm -hmm. not cousin he was recently in uh he's recently in andor mm -hmm. they skiing in andor i know you've not seen andor yet i want to be one of those people that i i was there with you like i didn't like yeah. i i thought i double thought about andor like it wasn't something i wanted to watch but um my like Ryan, friend of the show, uh, he was my best mate. Got married. Um, he he kind of like sort of Ed. Watch Andor, bro. Like every time I met him, he was like, "You watch Andor yet?" And I was yeah. Like, oh, man, I, yeah. I, I, there was a few times where I gave him some excuses where why I didn't watch it, and he was like, "Watch yeah. Andor, bro." And I started watching it. I've not put that show down, bro. 
fuck. Oh, yeah, I, need, I want to watch shit. it. I need to watch it. Like, uh, like if if you're into that kind of stuff, that sort of slow burn, espionage, low key sci fi, like sort of mm-hmm. like this show didn't need the Star Wars overlay, but because it yep. does it makes me want to watch even more because like you kind of know like sort of like isn't a show meant to be like oh shit like there's just like this i've never i've yeah. never sat in this like i've never sat watched star wars and gone oh shit and then i thought to myself when i when have i done that with rogue one mm. this movie takes the idea of the empire the idea of jedi and sith and just says there's probably people living in that world that have no fucking clue about any of that shit. They're just trying to yep. live from day to day, and that's what Andor is. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's sort of stories upon stories that like just evolve and evolve and evolve as the world yep. of Star Wars evolves in the within the story to what you expect. As like, and it's sort of how it affects the characters that they yep. spent a couple of episodes building, and boom, you're like. Shit, can like <laughs> just like yeah. I'm now like if Ryan does it, if Ryan did it to me, I'm gonna do it to you. Go watch Andor, bro. Yeah, no. Bin- I, try, I, tr- I, I like my recommendation is to try and binge it. Mm-hmm. Like okay. what? Yeah, watch it. Sure. Watch. I... Watch like two episodes at a time. Like that's what I do. I'd watch two episodes at a time. Like every episode seems to like sort of pass on to the next one. And then, like, mm-hmm. sort of the story evolves every third episode. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, just because just as we're talking about Star Wars. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that, like, some of the bigger Star Wars characters now, you know, you've got Man, um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, you've got Andor, and even, you know, Ahsoka's getting her own TV show. All three Latin bros. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Fucking Diego Luna, Pedro Pascal, Rosario Dawson. It's like, <laughs> I'm just like, of all the fucking franchises for Latinos just organically make their way into Star Wars? Fuck it. Diego, Here for it, bro. Diego Luna is catching Andor, bro. I'm not gay, mm-hmm. but I would. So, um, <laughs> favorite recurring show, Stranger Things. I just needed to go through the. Just had to go like. Just, nice. That was my no homo. <laughs> Favorite recurring show, Strange Things. Let's just bow roll through this one. Strange Things is what it is. People thought this show was dead. It's not. Me and you binged that yep. whole shit when I came over to LA. Yes, I mm-hmm. went over to LA and spent two days. Well, spent a day watching Strange Things. We did come home from San Diego, so I was dying. Yep. We, you know, yeah. I was. No, I was, was happy was we did though. that. Yeah. It was good. Okay, so. This one, I, I I didn't have trouble with it, but I was bummed that I couldn't put, like, one of the two shows that I really would have liked to. Like, I was thinking Cobra Kai or Big Mouth, but the new seasons from this year, I don't know how you felt about them. I, I love Cobra think... Kai. I, 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 love, I just, like, I thought... Without I thought Chosen, before, Cobra Kai would have failed. Chosen was such so a my, good character. Oh, no, yeah. I just think that the season before was just a little bit better than this one. Oh, yeah, so, so much. Yeah, so that's where that's where my mind went. This season definitely and... builds to a what I think, and actually, kind of what I hope is a climaxing <laughs> season six. Yeah, uh, I like. Uh, there's only one thing I think would they should have done 
which is they should have killed off Chosen. Mm, Spoilers yeah. if you haven't seen it. Um, but I like the way they sort of set up that to like sort of the way it made me feel when I thought it happened. Yeah. And then they kind of cheated it. I was like, don't no, don't do that. Don't be don't mm-hmm. don't go into fantasy. That motherfucker yeah. got sliced across the chest with a he katana. Sh- yeah, he should have died. Like he, <laughs> he like, it, was, died. it was across the back and across the chest. Yeah. My man is bleeding out. And if he hasn't, he was in like dirty chlorine filled pond water. That yeah. shit's gonna he get sh- infected, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they ruined the Mike Barnes return. Like they sort of played it off. He should have been a badass. Mm-hmm. He sh- like he yep. should have he should have been the first character within the series to go from baddie to goodie, because like yeah. we've wa- we're like we've been following Johnny Lawrence as a goodie since season one, like he's no longer yeah. the baddie. They try to do like oh maybe Daniel Larusso is the baddie. He's like no he's not, yeah. and then they he's they brought back a bunch of characters. But compared to yeah. the season before with the whole Vietnam mm-hmm. flashbacks, yeah. Like that was that was so much better, and like, ha- like yeah, actually, maybe Cobra Kai wasn't that good because doesn't this season end with that stupid motherfucker getting out of jail by killing people? Yeah, it's like, what do you, what do you expect's <laughs> gonna happen? You just like the jail's gonna realize you're not in it anymore. Yeah, and he's gonna like you're gonna prison break your ass, bro. Like, what are you gonna do yeah. in a couple of weeks, a couple of days? Oh, yeah. let me guess. You're going to find a way to get to that su- fucking final in a different fucking country and find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. So mm. the for me, <laughs> so for me the recurring season this year was actually Euphoria. Man, you need to stop doing this. That came out this year? Yeah. Oh! I picked the wrong fucking show. I picked Stranger <laughs> Things because I literally couldn't remember. Like, what have I watched that's recurring this year that was actually good? I thought you were going to pick Cobra Kai. That's why I picked Stranger Things. No, no. I, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm changing my answer. My answer is the same as yours. It's Euphoria, not my fault. Was, I forgot. I'm just a dumb shit. Euphoria was fucking phenomenal. It's so good. So it's good. so Sydney's, fucking like, good. How great, like, of a show that takes a side character of Sidney Sweeney's character and then mm-hmm. brings that shit to the fucking forefront of the mm-hmm. season and just yep. make, like, you hate her, you love her, and then, like, mm-hmm. you've got Judd Apatow's daughter doing, like, the, yep. like... The, um, that whole episode. That like, yo, whole episode that was the, about like, the, us? the play. <laughs> Oh, and then you just know because like it's, it's mm-hmm. it spans two episodes, right? Yeah, it ends just as Sydney Sweeney's about to come in and like yeah, fuck Ruin shit it up. It, it, it's so it's so good. It is so oh, good. Like, I it was it was definitely worth the wait. Like I know that there were yeah. a couple like single special things in between, but fuck me, dude. It, Euphoria season two is so good. Yeah, so good. All right, favorite. Movie of the year. I said it last year. I said it last year. This time last year, I said I was looking forward to the Northman. You sticking with it? I I saw that shit. I I looked at movies that came out this year, and a few close ones were... I hate having to say the name of this movie, because the name of this movie is Men, 
Alex Garland's horror from mm. It's June. a good movie, though. It's, you saw it's, it's you a trippy saw, fucking oh, yeah. movie. I, saw, I showed you men. <laughs> it's, I was it's like, a wait, my man? Oh, oh, yeah, I made him see it. Um, yeah, um, men, <laughs> was, men was up there. Uh, Wakanda Forever was up there. Uh, there was another movie as well. Um, the Watcher. I spoke about mm-hmm. this on the on the series. I it was in my horror yep. list that mm-hmm. hasn't come out yet. Um, by the time you listen to this one, it has a um, <laughs> our horror episode is coming out in December. Um, <laughs> what the fuck were you doing in November? We were working, motherfucker. What were you doing? <laughs> listening to podcasts? Oh, good for you. I wish I had time. I don't even have time to listen to my own podcast, motherfucker. 13.5% times two, people. What is that number? Um, yeah, The Northman. <laughs> great, great fucking movie. If you're a fan of Norse mythology, if you're a fan of Viking music, if you're a fan of, like, Viking at all, if you kind of want to see what Marvel leaves on the table for Vikings in terms of brutality, in terms of, like, sexuality as well, in terms of homosexuality as well. Like, the Northman just nails it. Robert Eggers. I don't know if he has, like, heritage Mm -hmm. in, like, from the Scandinavian countries, but damn. Yeah. That motherfucker's done three movies. He did the, uh, I like to call the Vivich, even though it's pronounced the mm-hmm. witch. Um, yeah. uh, hang on, I just got a message from a friend. Bro, I nutted over your collections, what the fuck. He showed me his Pokemon cards, and, and like he'd heard through the grapevine that I collect them, and he, show, he, he yeah. showed me some of his. So yesterday, I finally got the chance to like, you know, I just went... And I just whacked out my COVID addiction, you know, booklet of just like all the cards I collected, even though it was an addiction before COVID because, you know, you literally watched me every time, every time we ventured outside of the apartment, you're like, I wonder how Ed's going to gravitate this to buying Pokemon cards. It's like, we went to go see a movie. Oh, let's walk past this Japanese shop that sells Pokemon cards. Oh, let's go over here. That's near a Walmart that sells Pokemon cards. Well, let's go to Universal City Walk that has Vivida Planet. <laughs> Sells Pokemon cards. <laughs> there's, there, there's been some moments where I'm like, yeah, you know, the idea of cards being in some of the collections I've bought oh, over the crap, years. My fucking headphones are dying. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, fuck. Um, Northern, great movie. Awesome. Yours. Nice. <laughs> fucking right, Pokemon so... cards. They ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> so... So my pick is actually a movie that you thought I was going to pick last year Mm. or this earlier this year. So my favorite movie of the the year is Clerks 3. The movie I thought you were going to do. Now, I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to come out, but it did. And fuck me, man. Fuck me. It is. It is so fucking good, and if you know if that's if that's the end of that story, it is has the it be. is the perfect way to has end to it. Has to be, has to be. It has. It is so good. We you know you and I you and me and my brother we went to go see it. We saw it in fucking City Walk. We met fucking Jason Mewes. No, no, dude. I knew you were gonna talk about this. I met Jason Mewes. Uh, I was there. Big man was over here buying Junior mints. 
I'm, I'm, I'm tapping on this man's shoulder. I'm like, bro, it's, it, it, it's, it, 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 you look at me and just goes, bro, what? I'm trying to buy junior mints. Like, I actually made you angry because I was like, I was disturbing you so much. I was like, bro, like, I'm trying to remember my fucking pin code over here. And Jason Muse comes over and is like, you should listen to your boy, man. <laughs> he gets in my fucking face. <laughs> And I'm so starstruck, I can't see, I can't put a struggling. Saw me struggling. Saw me struggling. Bro, it's like, dude, you, did you just miss, bro? Come on, man. I don't, I don't even know what to say right now. You, you, you're angry at me. I get that, but it's fucking Jay, bro. He comes up. You should listen to your boy, man. <laughs> And you just like, I don't know if you dropped your junior mints or if you even forgot you had them. You just go, oh. <laughs> you literally Dude, I, just I, froze. <laughs> it was out of body experience, bro. I was like, no fucking way, man. We got a no proper conversation way. with him. We got proper photos. Mm -hmm. He even comes into the screening. He gives everyone like five seconds to take a photo. Yep. Comes over to us and goes, yep. Now nah, you boys already got one. You good? You, you, you know, enjoy the movie. It's like, I got you guys already. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you did. Yeah, you did. And, then, and I was like, he's going to give us another one. He's like, nah, I respect that you remembered. I just threw my bottle open. Um, <laughs> not that I should have any more but, after this, but I probably will do. But like, uh, but yeah, just that was one of my favorite memories of our, of our short ass time in LA last time. But the movie itself, dude, it was, it was funny. It was poignant. It hit emotions that I didn't think it was going to be able to fucking hit. There was, you know, a, there's a bit of a dark story, obviously, because, you know, yeah. Kevin Kevin Smith, you know, heart attack and putting that into the movie. So that mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. but it was just, it, it cemented the friendship of Dante and Randall for me as one of like those quintessential movie friendships. Yeah. And it's, it's just all around. It's me and it you. Was so good, man. I don't. I don't know oh, yeah. if me and you are Dante and Randall or Jane, Silent and Bob. I feel like we're a combination. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I th I I think we're definitely a mix of both pairs. <laughs> yeah. Because like there's there's moments where I feel like I've not existed without you. You've not existed without me. And like there's moments where they talk about like sort of the fragility of existence in mm -hmm. like Clerks One, Clerks Two, and especially in Clerks Three. Um, but yeah, like. I I just I just feel like people they take for granted the Clerks mm -hmm. trilogy, and yeah. you know they they see it as like some of them like people watch these movies and just think oh it's just like stoner comedy it does it doesn't mean anything and I was like okay cool it doesn't have to but for me it it, it like these movies do hold meaning. The yeah. fact that Kevin Spacey found like a me like a meaning to show a story about Kevin Smith, no, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> sorry, Kevin Smith found <laughs> meaning to show a story about mm -hmm. two clerks in a corner store just yep. to make a bit of money to show that he <laughs> was there in the TV and film industry is like, that's what we're doing now. Even though we're a little yeah. bit older, like, but like that was, the, that was the problem back then. You know, you had the ability to make a movie with a couple of thousand bucks, i.e. Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, 
Quentin Tarantino style, that was that was your film school. Your film school was like learning, because going to film school turned you into like Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, Martin Scorsese, which was kind of the other side. You either learn in film school to go straight to commercial, or you learn in it in indie and earn the commercial. Whereas now, there's there's a home in indie. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, feel like sure. and like sort of. I'm going to go a little bit poignant here for like people that sort of perhaps look down on me and you when we go to the family meetings, when we go to the family dinners, you know, we're not earning a lot of money. We don't have, we don't have like significant others. We don't have our own house. And like, uh, that used to be a problem for me, but now, now I'm like, I, I, I sit here and I feel like at least I don't, wake up on someone else's time to earn someone else more money than I do to like I don't really want to shit on the normality of life but like my life is exciting like I I wake up Mm -hmm. every day and every day every day is a new day and that's my that's my reason to keep going sometimes like yeah. the fact that I can wake up and go, I can literally change my storyline. Like I, I can think of something today that I didn't think of tomorrow that could propel me to the rest of my life. And honestly, that's where West flies the Raven. I think is going to take me, man. I, some people are working on this. Some people are coming on to work on this movie as we near completion and are like, whoa, I read this script a couple of months ago because I knew who I was going to bring on. Like that, like as an executive producer, if you don't know who you're bringing on for music and sound design in pre-production, then you're going to fail in post-production. Yep. You need to make that's why pre-production exists. Pre-produ- pre-production mm. for post-production. Like let production just be production. Let yep. pre-production get you ready for produ- like get people ready for production. But in a, in for certain positions, know where you're gonna be in post production, in pre production, and that's where some short movies fail, um, and and essentially some AAA movies as well. Um, but I knew I was bringing on, and so I sent them the script, and they were like, "Yo, the script to screen on this is mad," and I, I'm yeah. like, "It's other people talking about this movie that sort of like, as together alone." In my eyes, has failed. A lot of people would disagree, but if, for me, mm-hmm. my perspective of Together Alone, it failed. It didn't do what I wanted to do. But West Flies the Raven, it just—I feel like I'm working on something different, man. Mm-hmm. It feels like I can't like. I knew I couldn't wait to show people Together Alone. I can't wait to show people this. If you ever get the chance, Sebastian, if you ever get the chance to film something on anamorphic. Make sure you've got stunts. Make sure you've got wide lenses. Well, if you're on filming on anamorphic, you will be filming on wide yep. lenses. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you've like. Make sure you've got the right crew. Make sure you've got the right people behind you. If you know for whatever reason you're going to be filming on anamorphic lenses, make that shit your goal to sort of just milk the shit out of. It's holy crap. Westwise the Raven. It's it makes Rings of Power look like a fucking children's show. 
and we barely we barely have blood we barely have any special effects i'm proud of like everything you see on westwood the raven it's all on the camera it's all practical bro we enhanced some shit yeah. in post-production but it, it's all there mm-hmm. oh man oh man and like and that's like you know it's kind of it feels like my clerks which is why you know why this the clerks trilogy it like throughout the last couple of years has meant so much more to me than just a comedy mm-hmm. and it used to be a movie i could watch to feel good but now it's a movie i watch and be like i understand this now yeah and i feel like i don't have that yet Kev, 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 <laughs> kevin kevin smith thank you is all i have to yeah, say thank no, you i don't for, gi- for giving us these movies yeah no i don't have that yet <laughs> um bro you, just kind of like you made you made, you like made some about, noise like, in you made some noise in cancun bro but like just jumping off of your point and like you know you know how our how different our lives are you know yeah we're neither of us have a significant other we're both still living at home but like looking back at this year alone i i went to upstate new york mm-hmm. with texas to work on sh- to work on on a project i got to go to the uk you did i got to go to cancun i got to work on a bunch of shoot i sh- did seven shorts this year seven like little shorts and like Fuck yeah, directed man. them shot them edited them um you know some of them got some a little bit of acclaim so there's a little bit of buzz mm-hmm. but it's like it's in i'm it's trying to get putting myself in the mentality it's like yeah i'm not where i want to i would want to be in the traditional sense but god damn my life is exciting right now like yeah, everything i'm doing right now in terms of like work personal life it's where i wanted this career to take me in and it's taking me so i'm here for it and like i know i, I obviously i, I kind of joke because like i haven't I, I don't haven't found my my clerk's moment but i know it's not far off like that's how i feel right now it's like i i know i'm inching closer and closer to it and like yeah you mentioned like you know i've got i've got things in in the works and i'm hoping they you know they pan out but I, it's also like you know they don't okay that's fine i'll move on to the next one and then hopefully the next one does and i know that it's in it's on the horizon and i'm inching towards it every day so yeah. i haven't got i haven't gotten that yet but i know i will it's um and i think that's because, like, one of the things that stood out to me when I was listening to uh, the episode from earlier this year was I called 2022 for both of us the year of grit. And honestly, dude, and everything that you and I have done up to this point this year has, I think that's the thing that I was, I, I probably should have said I was the most right about. Like, the amount of work that we have put in to ourselves to pushing ourselves forward professionally personally mentally emotionally even health wise like this is what that's what that's what 2022 has been and i feel like going into 2023 we are stronger versions of ourselves and we can only go further yeah man it's um for me throughout the year i kept seeing this tiktok um and it's it's from a pretty shit movie, and I've just I've just bought it up. I've just bought it up now, um, 
I think said by any other actor, this wouldn't have hit much for me. But from such a shit movie to for such a line to be said. So from the passages, Michael mm-hmm. Sheen plays the sort of robotic bartender that whilst mm-hmm. everyone is sleeping, he's there working. And even Chris Pratt says like, like you're always cleaning the same glass. And Michael Sheen goes, you know, it's like you know, it makes people nervous to see a bartender not really doing anything. You know, it means the bar really isn't working, so to speak. And he has this quote when Chris is like, just fuck it. Tell me, tell me something real. Prove to me that you're not just a machine. And and Michael Sheen says this, you get hung, you get hung, you get so hung up on where you'd rather be. If you get to make the most of where you are, every cloud has a silver lining. You're not where you want to be. You feel like you're supposed to be somewhere else. Well, Say you could snap your fingers and be wherever you wanted to be. I bet you still feel the same way. Not in the right place. Point is, you get so hung up on where you'd rather be, you forget to make the most of where you are. Take a break from worrying from what you can't control. Live a little. It's funny. We all have dreams. We all plan our futures. We're all the captain of our fates. But we're passengers. We go where fate takes us. That last bit is a take on um, I'm the captain of my fate, the master of my reality. Mm. It's a very, very good poem. And I think that like for a lot for like that sort of mini monologue to be said in one of like the most revered sci fi movies within the last 10 years. No one puts passengers in a, like their top five, their top ten, no, probably doesn't even no. scrape. Probably doesn't even no. scrape their top twenty, man. But like that probably line, not. like I remember that line. I remember that line mostly because Michael Sheen is just one of the greatest actors of all time. Like he's in Frost Nixon. I think he plays Robert Frost in that movie. Fuck me, and like and again, it's another one of those things I didn't understand at first. Now I do. And I, I feel like I feel like I did that this year. There was moments where I was like, I sh- by now I feel like I should have been, you know, I, sh- I, sh- I should be standing on the balcony, looking at like looking at LA at midnight, and I'm not. I'm still in shithole Birmingham. <laughs> I know there's some people in Birmingham. It's like, yeah, mate, what you calling shithole? Yeah, I was like, come on. It's a shell, and like two seconds later, they'd be like, "Yes, yeah, so," because you know it's a shithole. You know, there's not there's, and I just feel like you know there's a lot of times where there's not much for me here, but there was moments this year where I I really felt like, even though I'm not happy with where Together Alone is, whilst I was working on it, it gave my life meaning. It gave my whole 2022 meaning. And I'm, am I thankful at the end of the day that Together Alone exists? 100%. 100%. That shit kept me going in moments in 2022 when I felt like I had nothing to go for. And I was like, shit, like, just the idea of Together Alone going somewhere at times was enough to keep me going. And I feel like, you know, that's why we keep doing this. 
we we keep doing this to go from project to project you know and sometimes some are better than others sometimes the people around you are you feel like i'm moving faster than you but all you need to do is talk to them for more than two minutes to realize they're just doing what they're, they're just doing what you're doing they're hustling they're grafting and like and if you look at someone hustling and doing well and you think oh fuck them that should be me then it's like get the fuck out of this business get the right the fuck out of this business if you look at someone else doing well at your level and and you resent them for it and especially if you know that person you should you if you know that person you should be the first person in their dms going fuck yes mate fuck yes kicking some ass kicking kicking some ass ex knifer style man and that's like and i need to see more of my friends do that and i hope some of my friends who don't talk to me personally look at me and what i'm doing and they don't resent me for it i hope they wish me well because like i i look at them like and sometimes i don't talk to someone because i think they're too busy i think like oh, i see what you're doing i see you moving i see you grafting and like whether you know whether you don't know just know that i used to work with you i used to know you and I'm so happy that you're fucking killing it. Because one day, I hope we're both in the same after party, just going, fuck yes, mate. Beer. Beer. Roll credits. All right, everyone. Remember to rate, subscribe, follow, share, and we will catch you next time. Watch some fucking movies. Watch some fucking movies. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Come join us on this trip. Now I'm the Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. 